Coffee to the Sky, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Zay, collectively known as SoCal Uncensored or SCU. This is Catch, Hook, and Shoot, the worst podcast I've ever been on. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Catch, Hook, and Shoot, the best podcast you've never heard of. My name's Tom. Today is Sunday, October the 11th, 2020. Uh, coming back from uh, taking a week off after the Warrior Wrestling Stadium Series. Um, yeah, those were three awesome events. Hope you guys had a chance to check them out, either on Fight TV or on uh, uh, the live broadcast on Podbean. They're available now on the High Spots Network. Definitely check them out. Some of the best independent wrestling you are going to find anywhere on the planet. Uh, I got to say thank you to everybody who tuned in to the live broadcast. We had uh, a bigger audience each night of the three nights. And uh, also thank you to everybody who has checked out the replays since they've been uploaded to uh, to Podbean. Uh, they have been the highest downloaded episodes in their first week that we've ever had. And it's just, it's absolutely awesome it seems like you guys are really liking the uh the live uh live play-by-play episodes so uh i'm gonna i'm gonna see what i can do about maybe uh doing some more of that um now you know warriors i'm always going to consider warrior as the home promotion for uh for catch hook and shoot because uh warrior and the uh, uh the ceo of warrior steve tortorello are the ones that you know really gave us this shot as far as doing live play-by-play and uh you know it seems seems like it's really catching on you guys are really seeming to like it so uh you know i'm gonna see what else uh what else i can get into i mean chicago has some of the best independent wrestling in the world uh between warrior and freelance and aaw and uh stuff like that so uh yeah i think i'm gonna see about uh maybe maybe doing the the live broadcast a little bit more a little bit more often uh since it seems to be uh catching on so uh so good so again thank you to everybody who checked out the live show and who's uh downloaded the uh the replays of that since then uh and as always, I want to thank everybody for listening, watching, and subscribing on uh, Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, uh, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from. And I want to let everybody know that CHS is now on Amazon Music. So if you have an Echo device in your house, tell Alexa you want to hear the Catch, Hook, and Shoot podcast, and she will play it for you because we are now on Amazon Music. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, make sure you're following on social media on all platforms. It's at Catch Hook Shoot. Head to patreon.com slash catch hook shoot for bonus content uh, once it gets uploaded. <laughs> and uh, make sure you check out the Pro Wrestling Tees store, prowrestlingtees.com slash catch hook shoot, as well as our other web store at catchhookshoot.bigcartel.com where you can get this nice uh, yeah, Chicago-themed T-shirt and hat that I'm wearing right now for those of you that are watching on YouTube. And if you ever want to shoot me an email, it's catchhookshoot at gmail.com. Uh, I also want to mention again, I mentioned this during the Warrior Stadium series, but I wanted to, uh, again, uh, give a huge thank you to... Uh, Cowboy Archie Coughlin and Wrestling Behind Ringside, as well as all the fans who voted for the WBR Hall of Fame, Catch, Hook, and Shoot, uh, was added to the WBR Hall of Fame this year. You can see the plaque right behind me if you're watching on the YouTube channel. It's right there next to my belt case. 
in a, a nice little spot so it's on uh, on camera here every week. And uh, again, a big thank you to WBR and to all of the fans who uh, who voted for uh, for Catch Hook and Shoot to become a part of the WBR Hall of Fame. So with that, let's get right back into our groove here with our regularly regularly scheduled content, starting it all off like we always do with the match of the week. So this week's match of the week comes from NXT TakeOver uh, last Sunday, and it is the uh, NXT Championship match between Finn Balor and Kyle O'Reilly. These two guys beat the living crap out of each other throughout this whole match. Both guys ended up with injuries, Finn Balor with a broken jaw. you know, and they did, they left literally everything in the ring. Finn Balor did retain the championship, and uh, it was just a fantastic match, uh, it was a fantastic pay per view, really from uh, from NXT. But you know, at this point, we expect nothing less because uh, there. I've said it many times. There has never been a bad takeover ever. So, uh, but yeah, match of the week: Finn Balor, Kyle O'Reilly, NXT Takeover. If you have not seen it already, go back and check it out. These guys, I mean. You know, Kyle O'Reilly definitely deserved this spot, this chance to shine in, you know, in a main event spot. Because up till now, he's really been more of a tag team specialist. <clears throat> him and uh, him and Bobby Fish, um, you know, as as the uh, the tag team representatives of the uh, the undisputed era. But uh, you know, for those for those who hadn't seen Kyle O'Reilly pre NXT, if you hadn't seen his, his Ring of Honor stuff and uh, you know stuff like that. He uh, he is a phenomenal wrestler. He he is just uh, almost untouchable in the ring, and he really really proved that in this match with Finn Balor. And of course, you know what else can be said about Finn Balor that has been said already? Probably not even probably, but one of the best in the world. So this was just a fantastic match between these two guys. Like I said, they beat the living hell out of each other. Both guys came out, you know, ended up injured, but uh, they put on one of the best matches that I've seen in a long time. So if you have not checked this match out yet, go back and check it out from NXT TakeOver last week, Balor versus O'Reilly. So moving on from there, let's get into my top three highlights of the week. And of course, I am talking about the three count. Up first on the three count, uh, some more... Uh, interesting stuff from NXT TakeOver. We saw a couple of returns. Uh, we saw the return of both Ember Moon and Tony Storm at the end of the uh, the women's championship match. Uh, Tony Storm showing up on the uh, on the big screen saying she's back and she's you know going after the NXT women's title. And uh, Ember Moon actually showing up in the arena. Uh, she is the one that has been hinted at in the uh, the little vignettes that we've been seeing the last few weeks. Uh, rode in on her motorcycle, entered the arena, pulled off the helmet, and revealed her, you know, revealed herself to be Ember Moon, uh, which very good to see Ember back. There was some question as to whether or not she would be back at all because of the injury that she had suffered. Uh, it was an Achilles injury, which can be, you know, career-ending for uh, for any athlete uh, because, you know, if, you, if you're... I mean, you know, without without an Achilles, you can't stand up, <laughs> let alone do anything else. So, uh, you know, very good to see Ember Moon back. Uh, so, yeah, Ember Moon and Tony Storm both returning to NXT at uh, TakeOver. Number two on the three count, Mustafa Ali has been revealed as the leader of Retribution. Now, they're, they're kind of tying this into the uh, the SmackDown hacker promos that we saw months ago uh, without really saying it. Um, but uh, yeah, Mustafa Ali apparently is the leader of the Retribution stable. So I, 
there was mixed reaction to this online. I personally like it. I think it does tie into that that hacker, uh, those hacker promos very well because, you know, that hacker was just kind of creating chaos within uh you know, within SmackDown, then Ali got moved over to Raw, those promos stopped, uh, but now we have Retribution coming out and just causing actual chaos among everybody in the arena, so it makes sense that Ali is the one that, that is leading them. Uh, and third up on the uh, the three count this week, we're, we've been seeing a lot of teases between AEW and New Japan uh, that's got a lot of people thinking and hoping, I'm sure, for some type of working relationship between the two companies. Uh, we saw Tanahashi actually make an appearance on Dynamite for Chris Jericho's 30th anniversary celebration, just, you know, congratulating him, wishing him well, stuff like that. But then we saw a lot of teases back and forth on Twitter between AEW guys and New Japan guys and, you know, just kind of adding fuel to the fire. So, you know, I, I'm one of those fans that's hoping there will eventually be a working relationship between these two companies. And, the uh, you know, I think... One of the main things that's uh, got people thinking this way is the, uh, you know, the CEO of New Japan being let go uh, last month. Yeah, I believe it was last month because uh, he was the one that was really, you know, against uh, the partnership with uh, with AEW. But now that he is no longer in the picture, it kind of opens that door a little bit, that door that a lot of people said was closed uh, for the potential working relationship with AEW and New Japan. I mean, we also saw, you know, uh, they made mention of um, John Moxley and Lance Archer's New Japan rivalry over the uh, IWGP United States Championship. So, you know, a lot of little things being put out there that that's kind of I guess giving people hope. So, hopefully, you know, it's uh, it's something that we'll will be able to see in the future because I think a working relationship between New Japan and AEW would be uh it would be huge for everybody involved. So, uh fingers crossed on this one. So getting into the uh, news and rumors for the week on Monday Night Raw, we are seeing the continuing saga of uh, the Mysterio family and uh, Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy um, really kind of playing up this angle between Buddy Murphy and Rey Mysterio's daughter, Aaliyah, uh, the, uh, whatever type of relationship is developing there, you know, Aaliyah, uh, kind of taking up for Murphy, trying to protect him, trying to tell her family that he's not, uh, you know, he's not like Seth and things like that. So, uh, and all of these, uh, the people involved in this storyline were drafted from Raw to SmackDown during the uh, the SmackDown draft on Friday night, which I'll get into in a little bit here. So um, that you know that storyline obviously is going to continue just on SmackDown instead of Raw. Not really sure what the point of moving them to SmackDown from Raw was, you know. Um, but uh, hey, we'll see see where it's going to go. Uh, and then we found out that uh, Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton will be going at it one more time at Hell in a Cell. Um, we saw a uh, uh, hell of a match between Braun Strowman and Keith Lee. I mean, these two guys, uh, again, you know, just uh, going going at it and beating the hell out of each other. These two big bulls in the ring. And I definitely like to see, you know, an extended program with these guys because they I think they complement each other very, very well. Um, then uh, Kevin Owens called out the fiend but instead got uh 
got Bray Wyatt on the uh, on the Tron in the Firefly Funhouse, which pretty much only served as a distraction because as Owens was leaving to go find Bray Wyatt in the back, he was attacked by Aleister Black. No big surprise there, so they're continuing that rivalry with uh, with Aleister Black. I'm not sure exactly how this is all going to work out. Are Aleister Black and The Fiend going to somehow be associated or uh, what's going on there? So we'll have to keep an eye out and you know see what's going on with that. Uh, moving on to NXT, we found out that they are uh, bringing back Halloween Havoc. Um, and I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about this. I mean, Halloween Havoc was really WCW's signature pay-per-view. I mean, Starcade was supposed to be like their WrestleMania, but Halloween Havoc was really the signature pay-per-view of WCW. And now NXT is bringing it back just as like a special event. It's, it's taking place on the October 28th episode of the regular NXT show. It's not a takeover. It's not a pay-per-view. It, it's just a, a, a special I guess, special event, you know, during the, the regular regular show. Kind of the same thing that they did with the Great American Bash and this, um, you know, kind of the same thing that they do with Starcade now. Um, and I honestly, I kind of find it a bit disrespectful on, on WWE's part to, you know, because these events, the Great American Bash, Starcade, Halloween Havoc, you know, these were marquee, events for WCW and the NWA if you go back a little bit further and you know they WWE is using the names just as kind of a a subtitle for either a house show or their normal television you know so it it is a bit uh, a bit disrespectful but uh, you know i Honestly, I, I try to keep an open mind. I'll, you know, I'm willing to give it a chance. It's being hosted by Shotzi Blackheart, which I think is a very good choice for, for a host for, for Halloween Havoc. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, I already mentioned Finn Balor does have a broken jaw. We were supposed to get an update from him this week. Um, yeah, a little, little bit of, uh, talk going around online about the NXT title, possibly having a, a bit of a curse on it. Seems like, uh, you know, somebody wins the uh, wins the championship and they have to give it up i mean same thing that uh, just happened with uh with carrion cross won the title and had to immediately vacate it because of uh, a shoulder injury and now finn balor just recently won the title and ends up with a broken jaw hopefully he doesn't have to vacate it but i can't see him being cleared to wrestle with a broken jaw and, and potentially you know his mouth wired shut or something like that so uh yeah, we'll have to have to see what's going to happen with the NXT Championship. Uh, Dexter Loomis made a, a comeback um, and uh, defeated Austin Theory, who kind of just you know threw out an open challenge. And Dexter Loomis came out and uh, yeah, just dominated him. So good to see Loomis back. Uh, quite a few returns happening this week in WWE. Loomis been out for uh, for a few weeks since he was injured in the uh, the North American Championship uh, uh, tournament that they that they were having. Uh, but uh, at the end of that match, Cameron Grimes did come out and attack Dexter Loomis, so it looks like that's going to be the uh, the next rivalry. Uh, we found out that uh, <clears throat> that Adam Cole is also injured. Uh, now I'm not sure if this is storyline or legit, but uh, you know, I said he's got some broken ribs, and uh, the story that they gave on the show is that that's as a result of the attack from Ridge Holland that happened at Takeover after the NXT Championship match. Uh, at the end of that match. You know, Undisputed Era came out and, uh, 
sorry, let me back up a little bit. At the end of that match, we had got a handshake between Balor and O'Reilly. Again, fantastic match. Go back and watch it. Uh, But then we saw Ridge Holland carrying Adam Cole in over his shoulder and just kind of dumping him uh, onto the floor. And then we saw the other members of the Undisputed Era come out and just kind of wondering what happened and, you know, what what does Ridge Holland have to do with any of this? And uh, so apparently Adam Cole has some broken ribs as a result of that attack. Uh, And then on NXT this week, we also saw uh, Ridge Holland pick up a victory over Danny Burch and then beat down both uh, Burch and his partner, Oni Lorcan. But in the course of that uh, brawl after the match, it looked like Holland suffered a knee injury. Now, he was, uh, Ridge Holland was on the outside of the ring and Oni Lorcan did a uh, dive over the top rope onto, uh, onto Holland. Holland caught him. Uh, but it looked like his knee buckled when he uh, when he caught Lorkin, and he just collapsed and started grabbing his knee and screaming at the top of his lungs. So uh, I'm not sure how bad of an injury it is, but he did have to be taken out on a stretcher. So hopefully we'll get an update on uh, <clears throat> hopefully we'll get an update on Ridge Holland and how long he's going to be out for. Uh, saw some interesting stuff with uh, Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae. Uh, they received a gift from Indy Hartwell, a, a new uh, new TV, uh, to replace the one that was uh, that was broken during their uh, uh, <laughs> during their their visit from uh, from Tegan Knox. And uh, but but uh, yeah, so Indy Hartwell replaced their television, and included with that was a video of uh, Hartwell saving. Candice LeRae several times during the number one contenders battle royal a couple weeks prior. So it looks like Indy Hartwell is going to be in somewhere or another uh, aligned with the Garganos. Uh, then we saw a, a pretty good uh, women's match on NXT between Shotzi Blackheart and Zia Lee. Uh, Shotzi did pick up the victory in that one. The interesting part of this though was after the match, uh, Zia Lee was uh, sitting in the uh, in the corner against the turnbuckles, and Boa came out and delivered a letter to Zia Lee. And, you know, she looked, uh, I don't know, confused, concerned, something. And she left the ring and followed Boa to the back. So we'll keep an eye on that one, see where this is going to go. Uh, possibly hinting at a new new faction, maybe. Who knows? We'll see what's going on with uh, with Zia Lee and Boa. Uh, moving on to SmackDown, uh, we had the first night of the WWE draft. Uh, before we get into that, we found out that uh, Roman Reigns and Jey Uso will face off again at Hell in a Cell in a Hell in a Cell match, but this is also an I Quit match. So, uh, yeah, first first of its kind, really, uh, an I Quit match inside Hell in a Cell. And uh, according to Roman, when Jay quits, there will be consequences after that. He wasn't real specific, so uh, but I, I wouldn't expect... Uh, I, I'm not expecting Jey Uso to, Uso to win this match, so we'll, I'm pretty sure we'll find out what those consequences are going to be coming up at Hell in a Cell in a couple of weeks. Uh, we also saw the return of the New Day, Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston both coming back from injury, so good to see them back. And uh, first time out, they picked up a victory over Nakamura and Cesaro and are the new SmackDown Tag Team Champions. And, uh, yeah, pretty much right after that victory, they were drafted to Raw, uh, but Big E was not drafted with them. He was drafted by SmackDown, so the New Day has been split up to the dismay of a lot of wrestling fans online, Um, you know, so... uh, 
I'm curious to see where they're going with this. I mean, I understand, you know, everybody's been wanting to see a Big E singles push for a very long time, but there's no reason to split the entire split the team up like that. So um, I'm curious to see how that's going to work out. Now they uh, we are going to see the New Day one last time next week on SmackDown in a six man tag team match, kind of their uh, their farewell SmackDown match, taking on Nakamura, Cesaro, and Sheamus. So uh, we'll see all three members of the New Day together uh, for what conceivably could be the last time. Uh, Another return this week, Lars Sullivan returned on SmackDown and attacked Jeff Hardy and Matt Riddle, who had just picked up a tag team victory over the Miz and Morrison. Um, Yeah, Lars Sullivan not seen for over a year uh, with uh, some some knee issues and... uh, you know, I'm not not going to get into the other controversy that's been going on with Sullivan or that went on with Sullivan during his time away, but uh, apparently he is back and he will be part of the draft pool for Monday night. So it'll be interesting to see where he lands and uh, what kind of storyline they put him into and with who. Uh, then we had a SmackDown Women's Title match: Bailey defending against Sasha Banks. Uh, Sasha was victorious, but it was by disqualification. Bailey got herself intentionally disqualified, so Sasha now is challenging Bailey to a, a rematch at Hell in a Cell inside Hell in a Cell. So, uh, yeah, another uh, women's Hell in a Cell match. Uh, you know, I would assume that would be one of the main events for the pay-per-view for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, and then there was another tag team that was split up as a result of the draft, and that was Heavy Machinery. Otis was drafted to SmackDown, and Tucker was drafted to Raw. Um, yeah, I'm not a fan of this. I mean, WWE's tag team division quite honestly, is the shits anyway, and they're splitting up legit tag teams for no real reason. You know, I get Otis is Mr. Money in the Bank, but they they could have gone a completely different direction with it and had him be the first person to cash in on a title other than the WWE Championship or the Universal Championship. You know, I, I would have loved to have seen Otis be the first person to cash in for a tag team championship match or, or something like that. I mean... But, you know, with typically with WWE, tag team wrestling is an afterthought. The tag team titles are not a priority. Um, tag team wrestling in general is not a priority. And that's evident when you see stuff like this, when you see legitimate tag teams being split up for no real reason. And then you've got, like, the, the cut-and-paste type tag teams like Nakamura and Cesaro who, you know, are, are or have been tag team champions. So, uh yeah, not, not a big fan of that. But let's go through the uh, the first night of the draft here. Um, round one, we saw Drew McIntyre drafted to Raw, which is where he started anyway. Roman Reigns is staying on SmackDown. Asuka is staying on Raw. Seth Rollins drafted from Raw to SmackDown. And the Hurt Business is staying on Raw. So, uh, and this is, you know, working the same way it did last time. For every two picks, SmackDown gets, Raw gets three uh, because of the... Uh, you know, Raw's three-hour show, SmackDown's two-hour show. So that is that was round one. Round two, AJ Styles drafted from SmackDown back to Raw. Sasha Banks will be staying on SmackDown. Naomi drafted from SmackDown to Raw. A little bit of a surprise there. We haven't seen a whole lot of Naomi lately. So hopefully they'll, you know, it'll kind of uh, breathe some new life into, uh, into Naomi because she's one of the most talented women on the WWE roster definitely the most athletic so uh, the fact that she's not on tv and not in a title picture or in any major storylines is a bit a uh, bit confounding honestly it's kind of a tragedy because she is is one of the the best in-ring uh performers that they have 
then Bianca Belair drafted from Raw to SmackDown. Now with this particular uh, this particular draft, I would expect to see the Street Profits drafted to SmackDown on Monday. Uh, simply because Bianca Belair, of course, married to Montez Ford, and WWE does have a reputation for trying to keep married couples together, which is good, you know, very good on WWE for doing that. Um, so I would expect to see the Street Profits drafted to SmackDown this coming Monday, which would also kind of make sense since the SmackDown Tag Team Champions are now on Raw in the New Day, uh, but we'll get to that later in the draft. So, you know, I would, uh, that that's that's my prediction. We're going to see the Street Profits drafted to SmackDown on Monday. Um, yeah, also in round two, the women's tag team champions are staying on Raw. Um, not, really doesn't matter because the women's tag team titles can go to any show. So, but, uh, you know, I guess, you know, Either way, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler are staying on Raw. Uh, Ricochet also staying on Raw. Or Oh, I'm sorry, we're getting into round three here. Ricochet staying on Raw. Uh, Jey Uso staying on uh, on SmackDown. <clears throat> um, a little bit of a surprise with, uh, you know, with Naomi moving over to Raw. I would have expected to see the Usos move to Raw as well, but uh, not uh, not the case. So, uh, yeah, Jey Uso staying on SmackDown. Uh, Mandy Rose staying on Raw. Uh, Dominic and Rey Mysterio both drafted to SmackDown. Um, I talked about that a little while ago. You know, Seth Rollins has already, you know, had uh, previously been been drafted. So they're just kind of moving the storyline from Raw to SmackDown uh, completely. Uh, and then The Miz and John Morrison drafted from SmackDown to Raw. <clears throat> uh, getting into round four, uh, as I already talked about, the New Day, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods drafted from SmackDown to Raw, and they are the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, so those titles go with them. Another reason I said I think we're going to see the Street Profits moving from, from Raw to SmackDown. Um, now, are they just going to kind of swap the belts? I don't know how that's going to work. If if that does happen, if the Street Profits do move to SmackDown, you know, are are, uh, are the New Day still going to be the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, even though they're on Raw, or... How is that? Uh, how is that going to work? But uh, anyway, and again, Big E staying on SmackDown, so the New Day has been split up. Uh, Dana Brooks staying on Raw, Otis staying on SmackDown, as I already talked about. Angel Garza staying on Raw, and then there was a fifth round of drafts that happened on uh, Smack Talk after SmackDown went off the air. Humberto Carrillo staying on Raw, Buddy Murphy uh, moved from Raw to SmackDown, so that uh, the entire Seth Rollins. Mysterio storyline intact has moved from Raw to SmackDown. Kind of weird, but it is what it is. Uh, Drew Gulak moved from, moves from SmackDown to Raw. Callisto staying on SmackDown. And Tucker moving from SmackDown to Raw. Um, and I, I'm not at all optimistic about how Tucker is going to be used on Raw, if at all. I, I don't expect to see a lot of him on TV. Um you know, this this could be like the the death knell for for Tucker in WWE, but who knows? Maybe you know everybody knows Vince McMahon likes his big guys. Tucker definitely a big guy, so maybe he'll kind of get repackaged and uh, you know ha have a new uh, new uh, new life as a singles wrestler on Raw. You know, you never know. I mean, it's possible. I'm not optimistic, but it's possible. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, we already talked a little bit about uh, NXT TakeOver from last week. Um, you know, Damian Priest retained the uh, North American title against Johnny Gargano. Kushida defeated Velveteen Dream in uh, 
almost what I would call a squash match. I mean, Kushida just dominated Velveteen Dream. Uh, Santos Escobar retained the Cruiserweight title against Isaiah Swerve Scott. Uh, Io Shirai retained the Women's Championship against Candice LeRae, and that's where we saw the return of uh, Tony Storm and Ember Moon. And, of course, that uh, fantastic match between Finn Balor and Kyle O'Reilly was the main event for the NXT Championship. Uh, moving along to AEW, we had the 30th anniversary celebration for Chris Jericho. A lot of a uh, lot of video messages from some some big time celebrities, Gene Simmons and, and Paul Stanley from Kiss, Slash, Shaq, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi from New Japan, uh, Lance Storm, Ultimo Dragon, all you know, sending their their well wishes to Chris Jericho on his 30th anniversary in the wrestling business. Uh, Cody was able to defeat Brody Lee for the TNT Championship in a dog collar match. The, this match was brutal. Uh, you know, this was almost the match of the week. This one almost beat out Balor and O'Reilly. But, uh, yeah, that, this uh, I would definitely give this one honorable mention. So uh, if you haven't seen this one, go back and check it out. Um, you know, you don't don't see dog collar matches a whole lot anymore. Uh, you've never seen them a whole lot, actually. You know, the, uh, the most memorable dog collar match, of course, was from the first Starcade back in 1983 between Greg the Hammer Valentine and Roddy Piper. Uh, Greg Valentine was in the audience for this match, which was which was kind of cool. Uh, but Cody was able to pick up the victory and regain the TNT Championship. Uh, and it's uh, it's been announced that there's going to be a number one contenders tournament for the AEW for the number one contendership for the AEW World Championship. The finals of the tournament is going to take place at the Full Gear pay per view coming up in November. Uh, now six of the participants in the tournament have been announced so far. There's going to be a total of eight. Uh, the six that have been announced are Kenny Omega, Ray Phoenix, Jungle Boy, Wardlow, Colt Cabana, and Hangman Page. Um, yeah, I mean these are pretty much the exact right guys that need to be in this tournament I, truthfully i'm not 100 percent sure colt cabana should be in nothing against colt he's a chicago guy i love colt cabana but i i'm not sold 100 percent on him being in a tournament for the number one contender for the world championship uh but you know he's in it so that's that's that um now my opinion as far as who the last two entrants in this tournament should be uh, should be Scorpio Sky and Darby Allen. That's who who I would put in to round out those uh, those eight competitors for that tournament. And <clears throat> you know, uh, like I said, I'm not 100% sold on Colt Cabana. I might have put uh, might have put MJF in there, although he did just have a championship opportunity. So uh, I don't know. But uh, yeah, the final two for me should be Scorpio and Darby Allen. Uh, coming up next week is the uh, the first anniversary show for AEW Dynamite, and we're going to see, uh, yeah, uh, all of the championships being defended. Uh, John Moxley is going to be defending the world title against Lance Archer. Uh, Cody's going to be defending the TNT title against Darby Allen. I can't wait to see that match. These two guys have had some killer matches already, and it would not shock me at all to see Darby pick up the victory in this one and become the TNT champion. Uh, for the women's championship, Sheeta is going to be defending against Big Swole. And for the tag team titles, FTR is going to be defending against Best Friends. So it's going to be an awesome uh, show for TNT Dynamite this coming week. So definitely don't want to miss that one. Uh, some New Japan news uh, for the first time in a while here. The, uh, the G130 tournament is going on right now. And of course, this you know it's uh, for those of you not familiar, it's a round robin style tournament. The uh, uh, you know it's a point based tournament, and the uh, the two 
wrestlers with the most points from Block A and Block B face off in a final, and the winner gets a uh, a shot at the IWGP Championship. Um, now, in this case, I'm not sure if it's just the IWGP Heavyweight Championship or if it's the Intercontinental Championship as well, because both of those titles, uh, you know, currently held by uh, Tetsuya Naito. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, are both of those titles going to be up for grabs for the winner of the tournament or just the heavyweight championship. But uh, the standings right now, there are six wrestlers right now sitting at the top with 10 points. In block A, you've got Jay White, Kota Ibushi, Will Ospreay, and Kazuchika Okada. And in block B, you've got Evil and Tetsuya Naito, the champion. Now, if Naito wins, he basically uh, gets to pick his opponent. And it'll and that match uh, traditionally takes place at the uh, the Tokyo Dome show on, on January fourth of Wrestle Kingdom. So, uh, but yeah, right now six guys sitting at the top with ten points each. Uh, still a few nights left to go in this tournament. So my uh, my pick for this one, honestly, I would like to see uh, uh, Kota Ibushi come out and get a, get another shot at uh, at the at the heavyweight championship. <clears throat> Because, uh, yeah, he, I mean, Ibushi probably is my favorite guy in uh, in New Japan. You know, it's a toss-up between him and Okada for my my favorite New Japan star. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm picking Kota Ibushi. I don't know. That's just, that's what my gut's telling me. Uh, and then moving into some Ring of Honor news. Uh, again, haven't had any of this in a little while. There is a tournament going on right now uh, that we've been waiting on for a little while to crown a brand new Ring of Honor Pure Wrestling Champion. Now, the uh, the Pure Championship has not been around for a very long time since it was unified with the world title by Daniel Bryan, or excuse me, Bryan Danielson, uh, a number of years ago. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so far there have... Uh, there have been uh, eight matches to take place, and uh, so we're down to the uh, the block semifinals already. On on one side in block A, you've got Lethal versus Finley uh, in the first semifinal, and Yehi versus Williams in the second semifinal. Now block A, I, I'm I'm picking Jay Lethal to to win block A, uh, and block B. In the semis, you've got uh, Gresham and Seidel in one semifinal and Woods and, and Black in the other semifinal. Uh, so for the Block B final, I'm picking Jonathan Gresham and PJ Black to be in the uh, the final, and I'm picking Gresham to win the block. So my prediction for the ROH Pure Championship for the final is going to be uh, tag team partners, tag team champions going against each other and Jay Lethal and Jonathan Gresham. So uh, we'll see how that one plays out, but I'm, I'm definitely picking Jonathan Gresham to come out as the Pure Champion. Uh, Jonathan Gresham, I've said numerous times, the best pure wrestler in the world right now uh and you know i've had the privilege of calling a couple of his matches at warrior wrestling and it's just it's amazing to watch him work in the ring it it is just it's i mean the man is an artist that's the only way i can put it 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 you know it's just it's it's awe-inspiring to watch what he can what he can do in the ring so uh yeah that's my that's my pick for the finals for the Ring of Honor Pure Championship Tournament is Jonathan Gresham versus Jay Lethal. Getting into some impact news, we saw this past week Jordan Grace throw her name into the uh, the X Division Championship picture. She actually picked up a victory over Rohit Raju, thought she was the X Division Champion in that open challenge match, but then... Uh, you know, Raju insisting after the match that it was not for the championship because the referee never held the belt over his head before the match started. So it was uh, the decision wasn't reversed. Jordan Grace was victorious, but it was deemed a non-title match. 
So this leads to a six-way X Division Championship match coming up at Bound for Glory. Uh, Rohit Raju defending against uh, Willie Mack, Trey Miguel, Chris Bay, TJP, and Jordan Grace. Um, yeah, that's a match I want to see because all six of those people, it's it's going to be a good match. I, I cannot wait for that one. Uh, and then we saw Eric Young attack uh, Rich Swan yet again during uh, Swan's rehab. Now, Swan does have a title match against Eric Young at Bound for Glory as well. And I'm looking for Rich Swan to, uh, to uh, take the Impact World Championship off of Eric Young. So uh, that's pretty much it for the news and rumors for the week. So right now, I am going to throw it over to Charlie G, and he is back with your Indie Cut. Thank you, Tom, and hey to wrestling friends. I am Charlie G, and happy to be back with your Indie Cut. Uh, there is a lot of wrestling action to catch up on, but I'll keep it from October 1st. With the return of AAW, Pro Wrestling Redefined, Alive number one. Yes, AAW is finally back, and I'm happy for that. Uh, they came from Marionette Park, Illinois, at their 115 Bourbon Street venue. So, limited crowds, still cool to see them back in action. Uh, they started off the night with the AAW Heritage title match between Hakeem Zayn, who's champion, who defeated Travis Titan. And we all know Travis Titan from our War Wrestling show, so nice to see him get a chance in AAW. Uh, next up was Jake Something defeating Kareem, who was Hakeem Zayn's bodyguard. Uh, next up was Elena Black defeating Sky Blue. Uh, nice to see them both in action. And my actually my first time seeing a Sky Blue match fully, so it was kind of nice to see. Uh, Matthew Justice defeated Manders. In a wild match where he uh, uh, drove Manders through a couple doors from a scissor lift for the win, and they did it correctly, unlike a certain A company. Uh, then there's a six man tag with Top Flight of Airwolf and Angel Dorado, with Gringo Loco defeating Ace Perry, Stephen Wolf, and Trey Miguel. Uh, then Hyan defeated Christy James. Uh, that was cool to see here in action. I'm a fan of Christie's. Uh, then for the AAW tag titles, uh, Ace Austin and Madman Fulton defeated champions, the best season in the world, Davey Vega and Matt Fitchett, to become new champions. So I guess we'll see Ace and Madman in Chicago more often while they held the titles. Uh, then in the main event, it was for the AAW heavyweight title, champion Mance Warner defeated Jay Christ. Good show all around, Not, no match disappointed, so it was nice to see them back in action. Their next show is set for October 29th at the same venue, so if you're in town and want to get tickets, uh, please hurry. I'm sure they're very limited. So uh, Then we move to October 3rd uh, for Tokyoshi Pro uh, Wrestling uh, of My Mind. Uh, with matches of the Up Up Girls, Miyu Watanabe and Raku, and Riki, Rika Tasumi defeating Hypermisho, Sina Serona, and Shoko Nakajima. Mizuki defeated Runo Neko, Yuka Sakazaki defeated Suzumi, Maki Ito and Ma Mayu Yamashita defeated Karinoa and Rika Kobashi. 
And for the Princess Tag number one, number one contender match, uh, Nodeka Tenma and Yuki Eno defeated Miyaharo Kiru and Palm Hirojuko. So their tag match should be set uh, in the coming month, I believe. Yes, in November. Yes. Uh, then we go to Stardom. Uh, Yokohama, Yokohama Cinderella with an tens of a thousand and seven. Uh, for the high speed title, Azumi defeated Starlight Kid, who was champion, so uh, Az Azumi retained. Uh, then a surprise of Mina Shirakawa defeating Hanan. Uh, Mina last appeared in Tokyo Ocean Pro on September 21st. She won her final match and she actually won her debut match, so congrats to her. Uh, then we had Riho teaming with Saya Linda, defeating Natsu Sumiri and Yuno Manazi. Uh, then Donna Domondo debuted Natsupoi, who used to be Natsumi Maki from Tokyoshi Pro. And she won her last match on September 21st as well. So she is now part of Stardom, I believe, uh, since they renamed her and gave her a whole new gear and everything. So. Yeah, it was nice to see, and she defeated Death Yamasan. Go figure. Uh, yeah, so then we had the SWA Undisputed World Women's Title Match, which was vacant, and B Priestley defeated Momo Watanabe to become champion. Uh, then, in a kind of a sad moment, a in the losing unit must disband no disqualification tag match of Oda Tai, of Natsuko Toro, and Saki. Kashima defeating Tokyo Cyber Squad of Jungle Kiona and Konami with the help of Konami turning on Jungle with a chair shot for the win. So Tokyo Cyber Squad is no more. Uh, kind of can see why this happened due to Hannah Kamara's passing. Uh, so Odatai gets one person stronger and Tokyo Cyber Squad goes on to. Uh, their own ways and probably forming different groups on their own. So, sad to see them go, but I know kind of why. So, it's okay. Uh, then, for the Goddesses of Stardom title match of Queen's Quest with Saya Kimatani and Yutami Hiroshita, who are champions, and they defeated Don Del Mondo of Himeka and Micah. For the Wonder Earth Stardom title, Champion Julia defeated Tam Nakano in an awesome match. Please check that out if you can. And then at the World, uh, World of Stardom title match, Champion Mayu Iwatani defeated Siri. That was also awesome as well. So a good night for Stardom all around. And happy to see, happy to see some new, uh, new blood in Stardom, I, you must say. Then we move back to the States for Black Label Pro. TurboGraph 16. Uh, the afternoon show was for the BLP heavyweight title. Champion Jake Something defeated Calvin Tankman. A really good match. And then Violence is Forever of Dominic Greeny and Kevin Koo uh, defeating Top Flight of Airwolf and Angel Dorado. And yet another good tag match. Uh, we move to the first round matches with AJ Gray, Ethan Page, Blake Christian. Isaiah Velasquez, Tom Lawler, who defeated Mike Bennett of all people, ACH, Effie, 
defeating Brian Myers. And in the final first round match for the uh, Black Label Pro Midwest title, Alex Shelley defeated champion Kylie Ray to move on. So then we move to later in the night in the semifinal four-way matches. Isaiah Velasquez defeated ACH, AJ Gray, and Blake Christian. And then, then in the semifinal, it was Alex Shelley defeating Effie, Ethan Page, and Tom Lawler. Uh, also on the card, it was Deanna Peralzo defeating Billy Starks. EC3, yes, EC3 defeated Travis Titan. So he got another big name to go against. For the IWTV Independent Wrestling Title Match, our friend Warhorse defeated Joshua Bishop. Trey Lamar defeated Kevin Blackwood. Uh, then in the BLP Tag Title Match, the besties in the world, who are champions there as well, uh, defeated to infinity and beyond of Cheech and Colin Delaney. In a scramble match, a very good professional wrestler defeated Aaron Williams, Alex Crowley, Elena Black, Graham Bell and Megabyte Ronnie. Yes, Megabyte Ronnie even made it to Black Label Pro. Uh, then in the final match, and also for the Midwest title, champion Alex Shelley defeated Isaiah Velasquez in an outstanding match. So check those out if you can. Highly recommend them all. Uh, then on to October 4th, back in stardom, with an intense of 282. They really cut the <laughs> they really cut the audience for this show. Uh, Saya Linda defeated Hanan, Odatai of Konami, and Saki Kashima defeated Riho and Starlight Kid. Tam Nakano defeated Mir Mina Sirikawa. Uh, Odatai defeated uh, B Priestley and Natsuko Toro defeated Jungle Kiona and Mayu Iwatani. Uh, on a side note, Jungle Kiona. Uh, has an injury to her knee, ankle, and shoulder. And this took more effect in this match as they beat her up with a chain quite a bit and chair shot. So it sounds like she will be taking time off. But Mayu uh, ex extended her hand in friendship and an invite to her stars group. So if she, once she returns, maybe we'll see Jungle team up with Mayu even more. Uh, then in the main event, it was Elimination 8 Women Tag Match of Queen's Quest with Azumi, Momo Watanabe, Saya Kamatina Kantani, and Yutami Hayashita defeating Don Damondo of Julia, Himeka, Maka, Makia, and Natsupoi. So, fun match. And seems like Stardom is up and running better than ever. Uh, we go to Sendai Girls Keep Burning. Uh, where they had a Sendai Girls tag title match where Team 2000 Kilograms of Chiharu Hashimoto and Yu defeating champions Dash Shisaki Sako and Hiro Matsumoto to become new champions. On to Oz Academy with a tenth of 220. Uh... As Academy number one contender match was Koho Kabayashi and Kahiro Tsukiguchi defeating Hiragi Kurumi and Sabasha Kuragaki. And also in the semifinals, it was Miyumo Ozaki and Suro 
Ono, excuse me, defeating Aja Kong and Hiro Matsumoto. So Aja Kong actually lost a match. Uh, Pro Wrestling Noah Victory 2000 Day 6 took place. Uh, no real need to get into that. Other than uh, in Block A, uh, Koto Kiyomiya defeated Go Siyazaki to take a 7 to 6 uh, point advantage. Uh, Pro Wrestling Zero uh, Flame Festival Day 6 took place where the NWA International Lightweight Tag Title Match took place with Raicho and Sugi defeating champions Billy Ken Kidd and Hub to become the champions. Uh, Dragon Gate held two shows. Uh, World Woman Pro Wrestling Diana also took place. Uh, you could check out those three matches on YouTube. Uh, then there was a DDT Shinshu Sanshu Miyanashi 2020 uh, event. Uh, Chris Brooks defeated Mad Polly. Eruption defeated Hudeki Okatani and Yuki Uno. Uh, then All Out defeated Jiren Retsu. Okay. Uh, then on to Rep Pro Wrestling Epic Encounters 3. Now I believe this is recorded due to the fact that Brie Priestley was in attendance on the day that she was in stardom. And then Will Ospreay was in attendance when he was in Tokyo and New Japan the next day. So they say it's live. I think it's safe. Who knows? But maybe travel, travel restrictions are lighter between England and Japan. I don't know, but nonetheless, we had Robbie X defeating J.J. Gale. Mad Kurt defeating Gideon Gray. Uh, Bobby Tyler with Zoe Lucas of Tokyo Cyber Squad defeating Jamie Hayter with B. Priestley in her corner. Uh, then Aaliyah James defeated Zoe Lucas. Uh, Ricky Knight Jr. defeated Connor Mills. And for the Rep Pro Undisputed British Heavyweight title match, champion Will, Sp Will Ospreay uh, defeated Kyle Fletcher. Then on to back in the States, Extreme Intense Championship Wrestling from Pontiac, Mission, Michigan took place where for the I for the I, I, XICW tag titles Heath and Rhino defeated the fun-loving criminals to become new champions. So yes, Heath and Rhino are tag champions in a promotion in Michigan. Who knew? Uh, then for Mass versus Hair match of Mysterio Mavado defeating Sam Beal. Now Sam Beal we heard on Warrior Wrestling the last day on the 26th. So sorry to see his haircut. It was kind of a nice little mullet going on there. Uh, then they actually held a, their own War Games match with Aaron Orion, Isaiah Browner, Jack Price, and Tommy Vendetta defeating Adam Wick. Alex Weir, Dre, Dre Jacobs, and Malcolm Monroe III. Uh, then on to New Jersey for Viol Violence and Suffering Legends Never Die show. Uh, JTG defeated Tony Deppen. Calvin Tankman defeated Daniel Garcia by referee's decision. Eli Everfly defeated Smiley 
and TJ Crawford. Brian Cage defeated the unretired Leo Rush. Uh, then Brian Pillman Jr. defeated Dylan McKay, Casey Navarro, and MV Young. So nice to see Pillman throwing out more matches there. Jordan Otter defeated Two Cold Scorpio. Yes, Two Cold Scorpio, uh, one of the legends. And then Homicide defeated Matt Tremont. And Jimmy Lloyd defeated Sabu in a rather short match where I think Sabu called for the ending early due to another Sabu injury. <laughs> Uh, Brody Percussion Wrestling in o Tulsa, Oklahoma for their Lionheart three-way title match. Champion Brian Dixon defeated Nathan Estrada and Samita. And for their Oklahoma title match, Champion Derek James defeated Giganto. Then for Time Bomb Pro Wrestling 7, Time to Shine from Moorhead, Minnesota. In their Kaiju Grand Title four-way match, Champion American Beetle defeated Dr. Cube, Gummy Man, and Silver Potato. Steve Manners defeated Matthew Justice. AJ Gray defeated Foreman J. And in their Time Bomb title deathmatch, Oren Veet, who was champion, defeated Alex Colon. Uh, Real Canadian wrestling took place. Headlock of Horrors from Redway, Alberta, Canada. Their British Commonwealth title champion, K KB6, defeated Ty Jackson. Uh, their hardcore title match, champion Vince Austin defeated Danny Evans. And yeah, that's pretty much all from there. Uh, then the fight memes battle of Cocolo in Mexico. Uh, in their semifinal matches, Ariz defeated Cedico, and Black Taurus defeated Latigo. And so in the finals, it was Ariz defeating Black Taurus. Uh, then International Wrestling Revolution Group Festival of Mass took place with a six-man tag of Dr. Wagner Jr., Dragon Bane, and El Hijo del Canis Lupus defeating Divino Inferno. Professor Jr. and Mascara Ano 2000 Jr. by DQ. Yeah, alright. And then finally, Triple A Luchas, Auto Luchas, finally took place on Facebook of all places. So check out Triple A Wrestling Facebook page and probably their YouTube. I'm sure their matches are up. But uh, La Parca Negra defeated Dinastia. Fabi Apache defeated Hades. Maximo and Mr. Iguana defeated Nevero Ponder Del Norte of Cardo Bravo Jr. and Mocha Coda Jr. In their AAA World Cruiserweight title, champion Laredo Kid defeated Octagon Jr. Okay, and then Octagon Jr. defeated Tejano Jr. Uh, uh, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> different Octagons, I'm pretty sure of it because I know I watched it. And then Pagano defeated Chessman and Psycho Clown. Pretty cool show. Check it out. Elevated stage and ring. So it could have got a hairy with that last match. But they stayed on the level and in their cars. <laughs> uh, then moved to October 5th. New Japan Pro Wrestling 
Climax uh, Day 9 took place. Uh, Kota Ibushi defeated well, Osprey. So you can't win them all, Will. Uh, all Japan Champion Carnival Day 6 took place. Where Jake Lee and Koji Iwamoto defeated Tajiri. Oh, and Tajiri defeated Atsuki Aegi, Black, Black Menso, and Taiko Omenaro. And for their Champion Colonel final match, Zeus defeated Kento Miyahara. So there you go. Then on to October 6th, and United Work Wrestling Network Primetime Live number 4. Uh, for the uh, for the FSW Women's Title, Champion Lacey Ryan defeated Vipress. Chris Dickinson defeated Max Caster. <coughs> Excuse me. And then the Pope. D'Angelo De Niro and Watts defeated Effie and Ziggy Dice. So they're getting a bunch of people for that show, which is kind of cool. Uh, they have been alright to watch. You know, there's some, some, eh, not so great matches. And then it's some really nice matches. So they're, they're doing what they can. Uh, New Japan Day 10 took place. Uh, main event was Hiroshi Tanahashi defeating Kenta. Uh, DDT took had a show. Uh, nothing of real importance there. Uh, October 7th, day 11 of New Japan took place where Shingo Takagi defeated Kota Ibushi in a mild upset, especially with their uh, rankings. Then on to Limitless Wrestling, the road number 11. For And in the main event, it was the Limitless Wrestling World Title Match where champion Anthony Green defeated Ashley Vox in a very good match. In what was his final match for Limitless, he did a backstage uh, uh, promo giving uh, with Ashley, giving her a lot of credit and being one of his best opponents ever. And she has a promising future. Then they showed yet another video with Anthony alone in the hall, saying his goodbyes to Limitless. For, and for whatever the future holds for him, leaving the title belt on the floor. So as this happened, the WWE put out their new Performance Center class, which included Anthony Green. So we all knew that was coming, just didn't know what day. And today, that Wednesday was the day. Then we had to Ice Ribbon's Peace Party number 57, uh, where nothing really big took place there. Uh, DDT did another show. Then a Create a Pro Wrestling Academy Finals Week on YouTube. Didn't know, did not know there was any other weeks other than this for their Create a Pro Tag Team Titles. Brian Myers and Mark Sterling defeated Bobby Orlando and Bryce Donovan and MJF was on the call. Check that out if you can. I know I had to do so myself. I completely forgot that was going on. Uh, then we go to October 8th, New Japan Day 12. Evil defeated Hiroshi Tanahashi. Uh, Actress Girls number 47 took place with Sari defeating Yuko Takashi. Uh, October 9th, WXW Shotgun 2. 0.06 took place for their WXW tug titles. Fast Time Moto and 
Stephanie Mazzi, sorry about that, and defeated Maggot and Prince Ahura to become new tag champs. Uh, then River City Championship Wrestling took place in Wisconsin. So Wisconsin actually held matches even during these trying times. Uh, for their heavyweight title, last man standing match, uh, the Wanderer defeated champion Devlin Kane to become the champion. Uh, CMLL took, had another show with Bandito and Cristico defeating Grand Guerrero and Roger Casas. Uh, then in the final New Japan Lions Break Project, Clark, Clark Connors defeated Danny Limelight to win the Crown Trophy. And then finally, at long last, WrestleMania weekend has arrived for the Indies with The Collective, which is 12 shows in three days. Uh, we begin with Jimmy Lloyd's D-Generation F from Indianapolis, Indiana. All at the Marion County Fairgrounds. Uh, seven man scramble match. Braden Lee defeated Alex Ocean, Elena Black, Eli Isom, Griffin McCoy, Kung Fu Janela, and Sonico. In a wild seven man match. I'm glad I didn't have to call it. Then in a four way tag match, Dylan McKay and Steve Sanders defeated Charlie Tiger and Ellis Ta Taylor. Cody Morton and David Morton and Top Flight of Airwolf and Angel Dorado. Won't be the last time you hear these names. Uh, the one called Manders defeated Logan Stunt. Trey Lamar defeated J.J. Garrett in a very good match. I'll call that one right there. Calvin Tinkman defeated Cole Radrick. Jordan Oliver defeated Ace Austin. Yes, Ace actually lost a match. A.J. Gray defeated Jimmy Lloyd. Uh, Blake Christian defeated Starboy Charlie. Uh, that was real cool. And then in a death match, Atticus Kogar defeated Kobe Crino. And a, just a nasty match. Uh, next up was Southern Underground Pro. Swing of the Axe. Uh, for their sub tag titles, uh, champions Dominic Greeny and Kevin Koo defeated Cheech and Colin Delaney. AJ Gray defeated Nolan Edward. Allie Cat defeated Divine. Daniel Makabe defeated Lee Moriarty. O'Shea Edwards defeated Jake Something. Anthony Henry, Henry defeated Jaden Newman. Brett Eisen defeated Eric Stevens. For their sup Bone Storm title, champion AC Mack defeated the one Callmanders. And then soon after, AJ Gray challenged AC Mack to, to become new champion. And 40 seconds. Uh, then on to Absolute Intense from Wrestling Thunder in Indianapolis. Four-way match of Daniel, Dr. Daniel C. Rockingham defeated Derek Dillinger. PB Smooth and Zach Thomas. Uh, Dan Housen defeated Mordecai. Uh, Eric Stevens defeated Dominic Greeny. Uh, Eric Taylor and Mike Montgomery defeated Ali Cat and Levi Everett. In a three-way match, Trey Lamar defeated Alex Shelley and Lee Moriarty. That was match of the night there. Uh, Mance Warner defeated Mr. Brickster. Tom Lawler defeated the Karate Man, Ethan Page, with the Five Fingers of Doom to the knee. Yeah, just just got go with it, folks. 
then an AIW tag title, best two out of three falls match. Uh, Marino, the Philly Marino experience, defeated champions to infinity and beyond to become new champions. And then in the AIW absolute title and AIW intense title, no rope, no rope, barbed wire match. Joshua Bishop defeated champion Matthew Justice with the help of with Bill Alfonso in his corner to become new champion in a brutal match. And it looked like Fonzie broke his nose when Wes Barkley did a splash through a table on Fonzie, hitting him square right in the face with his elbow. So all the best, Fonzie. Hope he's okay. Then the final match of final show of week of the night one. Game Changer Wrestling for the Culture. This show was probably the best show of day one all in all, all round with Mike Outlaw defeating AC Mack, Mo Atlas, Timmy Lou Redden, and Jay Zay Washington. JTG defeated Trey Miguel. Yes, that same JTG. In a three match, PB Smooth with Trey Lamar defeated Christian Castanova and Tasha Steeles. And top flight of Airwolf and Angel Dorado. Uh, for the Pan-African World Diaspora Wrestling Title Match, Champion Trish Adora defeated Shug D. Calvin Tankman defeated O'Shea Edwards. And in a four-way match, Willow Nightingale defeated De Devon Moore, Faye Jackson, and Marty Bell. AJ Gray defeated Desmond Xavier. Lee Moriarty defeated ACH. And that was a classic match uh, for my viewing. And then AR Fox defeated Two Cold Scorpio. Night one, great job, guys. Uh, Collective, you were doing a great job. I'll get to the rest after this. Uh, move to today of the 10th. Ice Ribbon 1074. Where Homoko Hashi defeated Sasuke Totoro. Uh, DDT did a show number nine for the DDT Universal title. Champion Chris Brooks defeated Nomi Ishimura. Uh, American Combat Wrestling and World Wrestling Network put on a show, taped and showed it today. New Year's Classic 2020. It's only taped a week ago, but I guess that's the new year. Uh, for the ACW Women's Title Forward Match, Champion Avery Taylor defeated Catalina Perez, Lexi Gomez, and Micah Madrid. Uh, then on to earlier today, this morning at 10 a.m., Effie's Big Gay Brunch. So, yeah, I, I didn't see it live. I saw uh, replays of this. So, Team C-Stars of Actually Vox and Dummy Exo. Defeated AC Mack and Ashen Star. Still Life with Apricots and Pears. Defeated Derek Sheik. Uh, the One Called Manders. Mance Warner, Matthew Justice, and Levi Everett. Defeated Billy Dixon, Joshua Rivera, MV Young, and O'Shea Edwards. I don't know how Matthew Justice wrestled after that brutal match last night, but he did. Uh, Jamie Senegal defeated Alley Cat. Uh, then Devin Monroe. Uh, won a gauntlet match uh, with Calvin Couture, Devin, Devin Monroe, Dylan McKay, Jared Evans, Jimmy Lloyd, Juicy Jimmy, Kit Osborne, Logan Stunt, Molly McCoy, 
Perro, Tony Deppin, and Tyler Klein. Uh, Marco Stunt defeated Effie. Uh, Marco took the place of Priscilla Kelly, who couldn't make it. And then Cassandra El Exotico defeated Sunny Kiss. Uh, then on to a match that just ended. Glory Pro, Glory Pro are your wrestling son. Uh, Mike Outlaw defeated Lee Moriarty. The North of Ethan Page and Josh Alexander defeated Alex Zane and Blake Christian. So nice to see them back in action. Uh, for the Midwest Territory title, champion Hakeem Zane defeated Kylie Ray. For the IWTV Independent Wrestling title, champion Warhorse defeated Zachary Wentz. And somehow someone took the title. I don't know who. I missed what was going on. I'm going to try and watch the replay and see who stole the Warhorse's title. He was not happy. You can guess that. In a bull rope match that really wasn't used to bull rope a lot, Jake Something defeated the one called Manders. The Sisters of Destruction, Blair Onyx and Elena Black, defeated Hyan and Laney Luck. Uh, then Devin Monroe defeated Jody Threat, Cody Lane, and Stephen Wolf. Then for the United Glory title, Drew a match, Top Flight of Airwolf and Angel Dorado defeated Danhausen and Effie. And Alley Cat and Dan the Dad to become new champions. At the end of the match, uh, Blair Onyx and Elena Black came out with chairs and beat down Top Flight and then took their titles. So it was just a take your title day, I guess. Can't wait to see what happens on Joy Janela's Spring Break, which I am kind of missing the beginning of. And Freelance, which is later tonight around 10.59. And then and finally, Crown of Glory title. Champion AJ Gray defeated ACH. So that's a wrap for me. For me, till next time with the rest of the collective weekend uh, and any news that come about. Don't forget to look up those Twitch streams and YouTube uh, uh, channel for other wrestling content. Thank you for watching and listening. Hope you enjoyed the cut for this busy weekend of wrestling. Stay safe. Take care, take care, and be kind, everyone. Back to you, Tom. All right, Charlie, thank you, as always, for all your contributions to the show, for being my color man for the live broadcast. Uh, yeah, just uh, can't, can't thank Charlie enough for everything that he does for the show and uh, for his contributions every week. So let's keep rolling right along into the next segment of the show where I get to play kind of armchair promoter here and I'm talking about the fantasy booker. All right, so we are continuing the uh, little fantasy tournament that I set up, the uh, the faction tournament here uh, that I started prior to the uh, the Warrior Wrestling Stadium series. So to give a little recap, uh, first uh, first round matches we had were the uh, the Four Horsemen defeating the NWO, D-Generation X defeating the Brood, and the Hart Foundation defeating LIJ. And this week, still in first round action, we've got Raven's Nest. I'm talking about the original Raven's Nest, not Raven's Flock, not the Gathering, not any of that stuff. Raven's Nest from, EC, from ECW, which was comprised of Raven, Stevie Richards, and the Pitbulls. And they are taking on the fabulous Freebirds, Michael P.S. Hayes, Terry Bam Bam Gordy, Buddy Jack Roberts, and Jimmy Jam Garvin. Um, 
you know, Raven's Nest kind of, they, they were pretty much it when it came to uh, uh, ECW. And they were like one of the original factions, them and the triple threat you know, kind of, kind of ran the show in ECW for the, for the most part. But, uh, you know, in, in this particular matchup, I got to give the edge to the fabulous Freebirds. I mean, they, uh, you know, you, you look back at the WCCW days and the rivalry with the Freebirds and the Von Erics, and it, it was just, it, it's, you know, stuff of legend. I mean, you know how many years ago was that and people still talk about it as one of the greatest rivalries in the history of the business and that's not to discount the rivalry between raven and tommy dreamer and and stuff like that but uh you know like i said i have to give the edge to the fabulous freebirds in this one so the fabulous freebirds will be moving on to the second round of the chs faction tournament all right, and getting into my uh, last segment of the show here where i espouse a little bit of an unpopular opinion most of the time. I am talking about the weekly hot take. So this week's hot take. Heel Roman Reigns is the top guy in WWE right now. And I don't care what anybody else says. Roman as a heel, the way he is right now, especially with Paul Heyman in his corner, this is the Roman that we should have been seeing for years, honestly. Uh, it works. He seems more comfortable in this role. It seems more natural for him. You know, I, I would dare say, you know, Roman Reigns, I think, is a natural heel. You know, he, he just seemed more comfortable as a heel when the Shield first came in. And he seems more comfortable now as a heel you know, the, uh, the the heel champion with Paul Heyman, the mouthpiece. He doesn't have to talk a whole lot himself. He's got the best talker in the business in his corner, which is definitely a plus for him. You know, I'm not saying Roman's a bad talker. He's not. He, he you know, but he's not, he's not Paul Heyman. You know, and I don't think anybody would argue that point. So the heel turn for Roman is long overdue, and there's a lot of rumors about, uh, you know, there being a slow build for, to, to build a faction around him. Uh, and if this is done right, it will dominate the, w the WWE. Now, what they're going to call it, I don't know. The you know the, uh, the grouping of Roman with the Usos was always referred to as the Bloodline. I don't know if they'll keep that name. Uh, Roman now calling himself the Tribal Chief. The, I could see them you know calling the faction uh, the Tribe or something along those lines. Uh, but uh, I think obviously... The first members of this faction are probably going to be the Usos. That's going to happen one way or another. The Usos are going to be a part of this faction with Roman Reigns. Uh, I could see potentially Samoa Joe being involved in this storyline, either with or against uh, Roman and the Usos. Uh, you know, I think uh, either way, I think would make for uh, uh, some pretty good stories. So I'm actually really excited to see where they're going to go with this Roman Reigns storyline because, I mean, it's already thrust Jey Uso into a main event spot, which I don't think anybody saw coming. But uh, he, you know, he's taken the ball and he's ran with it. He's done very well in that spot so far. And, uh, you know, he's got another main event match at, at one of the premier pay-per-views for, uh, for WWE at Hell in a Cell. So, you know, the, this, uh, this storyline doing 
great things for Jay Uso. Uh, hopefully, when Jimmy Uso is cleared to come back, he's he's able to kind of step right in and be, you know, be just as big of a part of it. So uh, we'll have to see where it goes. But that that's my thoughts on it. You know, it's going to be Roman. It's going to be the Usos. I could potentially see Samoa Joe being part of it. Like I said, either with Roman or against Roman. Either way, I think it would work. And, uh, you know, that, that faction is going to run roughshod over SmackDown if it's done right. You know, like I said, they're supposed to be doing like a slow build for this, which is good. Don't rush it. Don't just thrust these guys together. You know, let it build up. Make it make sense. That's the biggest thing. Make it make sense. And, it, it you know, I think it's going to be a fantastic storyline if people will just sit back and let it play out. Don't. You know, don't uh, don't jump right to the end. Don't think you know what's going to happen. Sit back, let it play out, enjoy the ride. That's what I keep telling everybody who who is such a big critic of everything in pro wrestling and wants to just make assumptions just based on one thing that they that happens on television. Sit back and enjoy the ride. Okay, so. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, once again, I want to thank everybody for listening, watching, and subscribing on YouTube, Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and brand new now on Amazon Music. Tell Alexa to play Catch Hook and Shoot for you. You won't be sorry. <laughs> and uh, make sure you're following on social media at Catch Hook Shoot on all platforms. Patreon.com slash Catch Hook Shoot for bonus content if I ever get it put up there. <laughs> ProWrestlingTees.com slash Catch Hook Shoot for, uh, for all your t shirt needs. And CatchHookShoot.BigCartel.com is our other web store for t shirts and hats that you won't find on Pro Wrestling Tees. Send all your emails to CatchHookShoot at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, again, thank you to everybody who checked out the Warrior Wrestling Stadium series, whether you listened live or you listened to it later on. Uh, they were, my, like I said, our most downloaded shows in the first week ever, and I can't thank you guys enough for uh, for just, uh, yeah, for enjoying the show and for checking it out. And, you know, I, uh, I, I was, uh, like I said, I was planning on taking the entire month of October off, after the stadium series, but, uh, yeah, with the, with the response I got, I just, I couldn't, uh, couldn't do it. You know, I had to, had to keep riding the wave and, uh, you know, going with the momentum. So, uh, again, I appreciate everybody so much for listening, for downloading, for, you know, just, uh, for following on social media and everything. I can't thank you guys enough. And, uh, yeah, just, I'm, like I said, I'm going to look into trying to do some more, uh, more live stuff because you guys seem to like that a lot. So uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, until then, again, thank you to everybody. Hope everybody has a great week. Enjoy all the wrestling coming up this week, and I will talk to you guys soon.